Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi, update. What the fuck is going on? Everything. Everything. (laughs) I tried everything within my power to have this podcast episode up yesterday and it just didn't happen and I just had to just get over myself so um I have a lot going on today is my son's 16th birthday which means it's my giving birth day anniversary I have been a mom for 16 years since he is the oldest um I've spent my week working on birthday prep for him Uh, I've told y'all before, he's not into the birthday celebrations. And so um, we are having a small dinner. Um, So I've been working on just decorating for that. It's only a handful of us, but I still want it to be festive and special because these are the things that I like. And even though he um, is like, oh, whatever, I know he'll enjoy it and like it when he sees it. So lots of crafting, buying and all that other stuff. Um... We finally painted my daughter's accent wall. Y'all, this is trifling. I'm not ashamed. I taped off her wall in August. She and I had talked about just giving her an accent wall. This wall is huge. I thought about doing, you know, like the pull and stick wallpapers, but because the wall is so big, it will cost me like $500. And I was like, yeah, well, that's not it. So we had researched some accent walls. I showed her some options and, um, Finally, in August, I went in her room one morning and I just I had some painters tape and I just randomly taped off her wall into sections. And she liked it. I liked it. Um, I think everybody liked it in the house, but my lines aren't perfectly straight because I literally just eyeballed it. But the ceilings are tall and all that other stuff. So um, last week, my husband and I, mostly my husband, (laughs) use the laser leveler to go over the tape line so we could retape by we I mean he could retape what I did and just straighten the lines up and make sure you know he still held true to the pattern that we had but just to make sure that the lines were straight so did that so Saturday he and I go and pick up the paint first of all when we normally need paint my husband normally goes out and buy it I had no idea that I was going to spend $41 a can for some paint did y'all know paint costs that much? <laughs> it's interior paint. Now, I told you the wall is big as hell. So we needed gallons and um, it's three colors. So it's a teal, a soft pink, and a soft gray. It looks so fucking good. So my husband spent Sunday um, painting the wall and everything after we got the paint. It looks so good. After he finished, I was like, oh, we need to do our bedroom wall. So... <laughs> We've been in our house two years, two years. Um, Yeah, last month made two years. So we haven't really painted the house. The house now has two rooms with paint. By two rooms, I mean one accent wall in each room. So my craft room, which if you follow me on social, you have seen that black and white wall I have. I freehanded that um, in the craft room. So only that wall is done. So I have an accent wall in there and then now her accent wall. There is no 
other paint colors anywhere in the house. So um, just looking at hers, it was like, oh, damn, that looks so good. We need to do some more. So that was that. Um, so <laughs> yesterday, my mom had an outpatient surgery, which is why I was not able to get the podcast done. I had a plan, y'all. I brought all my supplies <laughs> and everything, and I was going to record from my car. I was literally in my car for six hours yesterday while my mother was in surgery, out of surgery, getting ready for surgery, recovering after surgery, all of that before I could pick her up. You know, it's a global pandemic going on, so you can't go in there. She's a whole ass adult, so she doesn't get a plus one, you know, like the minor kids do. So I was off being a good daughter, um, doing all of the thing, all of the things. And the weather, it was nice, but it was so sunny, y'all. I was in that car sweating. If you looked at my Insta stores, you saw I had on a Jesus Be Knowing hoodie, which was so cute with my outfit, but it was so fucking hot. I had to take that shit off. I was in the car in a tank top. Now I had on this bright yellow tank top because coordinating, but I had like this neon pink Victoria's Secret bra on under it. It was not the most attractive thing. And I did not get out of my car looking like that. However, I spent quite a bit of time in a car like that because it was so hot random as hell I know so her surgery was in Baltimore we do not live in Baltimore so it was a far ride I got up early and did all of that and then afterwards we went and got something to eat all right so got mom something to eat and all that jazz by the way so we went to Chaps Pit Beef I told you we were in Baltimore and that's one of my old favorite places We've been going there for years. I found them on diners, uh, driving and dives many, many years ago. The food is so bomb. It's really small. Here is the best part. The second best part, because the food is the best part. The second best part is they are physically located in the parking lot of a strip club. They are diagonally uh, across the street from a liquor store and a late night video. Tell me that don't all sound like a good time. <laughs> now, I've never been to that particular late store. Uh liquor store or late night video or the strip club but it's just I don't know it just adds more entertainment to this establishment for me which by the way like I said it's really tiny like you can't even really eat in there even pre-pandemic but the food is bomb so did all of that took my mom home looked after her did all the things I think I finally left her house at like 10 30 last night like I said today's my son's birthday so I was determined to wake up and my own bed at my own home to wish my son a happy birthday. So sis is tired. Uh, we're also homeowners <laughs> and <laughs> there's a repair that needs to happen in my property and the warranty people are slacking on they pimping. And so I'm like worn out with that too. Like I don't already have enough on my plate. Um, and then what else? We need some good news. Oh, second quarter ended. Both of my kids are on the honor roll. My daughter's a 4.0 student. I think my son was a 3.7 or a 3.8, which is dope. He's in a science and tech program. He's got like AP physics and all kind of fancy smarty pants uh, type of classes. So I'm super proud of both of them uh, doing well, despite the odds and all the other stuff that is uh, an adjustment for them being in school at home. So, um... That's all that my brain can wrap its mind around (laughs) for a Mimi update. Okay, pop culture update. So I feel like there's a lot going on. So there's a Versus coming out. Um, It's on November 19th. So today is Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday. So it's on Thursday. And it is Gucci Mane versus um, Jeezy. Are you a Gucci Mane fan? Are you a Jeezy fan? I feel like I'm not a fan of either one of them. I don't dislike them, but I'm just not a fan. There's a few Gucci songs I know 
the trap ones, um, the very recent ones, because Babe was like, he's been around for a minute. I was like, yeah, he's still relatively newish in my mind. So I am uh, relatively out of touch with the both of these artists. So I probably won't watch. I'm not invested. Originally, it was supposed to be Jeezy and T.I. And I think now maybe it's supposed to be T.I. and Busta. Either way. I'm not uh, checking for this particular one, but if you are, then make sure you've got your uh, face in a place and your drink in your cup. I had a pleasant surprise, which I desperately needed. (laughs) I told y'all as I was busy this week. Last night, I saw that my DVR recorded a new episode of All Rise. The new season has returned. I had no idea. I've seen no promo about it. Now, granted, I do advance through the commercials through most of my shows, but I saw no promo about it. Nothing on social Super excited. They killed it with the season finale last year, doing the first full episode done exclusively via Zoom before anybody else had figured out a plan. They had a bomb one. So I'm looking forward to see what they came up with. So we'll discuss that episode next week. Um, Also, Miss Mississippi was crowned Miss USA. Miss Mississippi was the first black woman to represent the state um, and win the title. Mississippi had never won before. So, uh, congratulations on being the first black. All right, moving on. Kevin Hart. So, Kevin Hart has a new comedy special that dropped today on Netflix. It's titled Zero Fucks Given. And it was filmed in his home. He actually had on pajamas when he was doing it. So, um, I've not had time to look at any of that shit. It is on my radar and I do plan to check it out. Although, I can't say that I particularly love Kevin Hart's stand-up. I don't. I've seen quite a few of them, but I just don't love them. I like him. I think he is funny. I think he is more comedic in an everyday life situation than written stand-up. Like the improv, the on-the-spot stuff is what's funny to me. Also, he had a, a show on YouTube. Is it called What the Fit? I can't remember what it's called. That show was funny as shit. What he would do is... He would partner with random celebrities and they'd go out and do some sort of fitness for the day. It was all non-traditional fitness. Like he took Khloe Kardashian to do goat yoga where baby goats crawl all over you and stuff. He went to a kid's gymnastics class. Like he's done all kinds of stuff. That show on YouTube is hilarious. My husband put me on to that and it was some of the funniest shit I've seen. Um, But I don't get that same vibe from his stand up. So we'll talk about it next week after I've watched Moving on, um, the weekend is the has been announced as the 2021 Super Bowl halftime show performer. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. One, I quit watching NFL quite some time ago. I, I did at least loosely tune into the Super Bowl because <laughs> my husband used to always do a pool. And so really, we would watch checking for his numbers to see if he wants some money. Um, but if you are interested, I do like the weekend's music. I just don't know if I'm here for a halftime performance. Um, so I don't know about that, but if you are excited, then it will air on February 7th on CBS. So you can watch that. Um, what else? A new movie came out called Come Away. And I don't know if it's my type of movie. I'm loosely interested. I'm going to give it a try. But at first glance, it's not my type of movie. It is an origin story of how Peter Pan and Alice of Alice in Wonderland came to be. Um... 
I think it's out in theaters, which obviously is not a thing that I'm going to do or even recommend that you do, but it's streaming, so you can definitely get it that way. So the description of the movie is, when their eldest brother dies, Peter and Alice seek to save their parents from despair until they are forced to choose between home and imagination, setting the stage for their iconic journeys into Wonderland and Neverland. This is where I tell you I didn't know that Peter Pan and Alice or Alice in Wonderland were siblings. So that's how invested I have been in those stories. <laughs> but if you've watched or plan to watch, let me know. Now, here is something I am super, super hella excited about. Our president forever, Barack Obama's book came out today. It's a lot of shit happening today. Um, so Barack Obama's book came out. It is called A Promised Land. And it is his new memoir. It's one of two, I believe. At least two. I don't know if it'll be more than that. I'm sure he got more story to tell. But this is the first one. And it's described as riveting and deeply personal account of history in the making from the president who inspired us to believe in the power of democracy. I feel like a white person worried that. Anyway, um, so this is the first volume of his presidential memoir, like I said. And he tells the story of his improbable Odyssey from a young man searching for his identity to the leader of the free world, describing in strikingly personal detail both his political education and the landmark moments of his first term of his historic presidency, a time of dramatic transformation and turmoil. Yes, 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 yes. So here's what's interesting is that a lot of bookstores are really banking on this. First of all, he's bomb. He don't need marketing. He don't need advertising. We gonna get it. We gonna support it. But bookstores have really been struggling during the pandemic. And so they're kind of looking for this book to be their like redemption story. (laughs) Isn't that poetic? So um, I'm sure this is one of the top selling political memoirs of all time. And um, it should be a lifeline to a lot of booksellers who, like I said, have been struggling during the pandemic. I'm going to buy the book because I want the actual book. More importantly, though, I want to listen to it on Audible. I need to look it up and see if he's doing the voice. The best part of Audible for me is when the actual authors do the voice. So um, I've listened to Jennifer Lewis's book, even though I have it on Audible. Best storyteller ever. Listen to her Audible. (laughs) It is good. It's like good girlfriend chatter. I've listened to Kevin Hart's Audible um Tiffany Haddish Gabrielle Union I've listened to quite a few um but I like when they do it so I'm gonna check it out I want to feel like he is reading me a story about his personal life um a lot of the media has been talking about some of the stuff he shared and that um he talked about you know how hard it was on his marriage listen marriage is hard on its own you add some political bullshit and being a president uh hell yeah he was like it's very unromantic to try and take your wife out on a date when you got 20 other people standing around that have to be involved there's always someone in your home aside from just your immediate family you can't impulsively be like oh let's spring and go on a date night no that shit has to be planned out weeks in advance like i get it that's some next level shit also he sat down with oprah oprah has a a show on apple tv i want to say it's called the oprah conversations but he is her most recent guest which by the by i didn't even realize she had the show i saw something and i was like oh wait so i'm gonna check that out too because i can never get enough of president barack obama so there is that also um those could be good christmas gifts and stocking stuffers and such so do your part y'all do your part um also fresh prince of bel-air reunion 
comes out on November 19th. So in two days, it's going to air on HBO Max. We've talked about this before. Um, Light Skin Aunt Viv and Dark Skin Aunt Viv are uh, a part of the show. Um, When we talked about it, I was telling you that he did sit down with her. And she is finally over whatever act she had to grind with them all these 35 plus years later. So I'm definitely going to check that out as well. And then lastly, I saw... Uh, No, I'm going to read you the message and then I'll tell you where it came from. So the tweet I saw said, so Waiting to Exhale is going to be a TV series produced by Lee Daniels, Attica Locke and Tim B. Locke. Hope I'm not butchering their names. And um, they're writing. Anthony Hemingway will direct it. And it says, I lucked out. So that was a tweet by Terry McMillan on November 12th. So she was the author of the book that was turned into a movie and now a TV series. (sighs) I don't know how I feel about this, y'all. How do we feel? Are we excited? I feel like Waiting to Exhale is such a, dare I say, iconic movie that you have to do it right. Like, who are the cast members first? I need to know who is playing who. Now, all of these, nope. I was going to say all these women are around. They could do it. It depends on how the spin is. Obviously, Whitney Houston is deceased. But Loretta Devine, Angela Bassett. Um, oh, shit. I just, Leela Rashawn. Was that it? I think that was it. Um, they're still a, a, alive and well. And they could very well do it. If they do, you know, like an older version. Which I feel like Waiting to Exhale was kind of like a mature story anyway. It ain't like some young girl shit. So, um, I'm interested to see how they do that like what that's gonna look like but I'm willing to give it a try unless they just cast some random ass people and then I'm like hell no I'm not watching this shit but as more information comes out we will definitely talk about it so that is it for my pop culture update we rocking and rolling let's get into what Mimi is watching I did not watch a lot this week but I watched some good ass shit this week if that makes sense I feel like it does I could do both um Definitely could do both. So I'm still watching Christmas movies, y'all. And I feel like that's okay. (laughs) That is a-okay. I am still watching Christmas um, movies. That's that's not going to go away, honestly. It's not going to go away one bit. It is that time of the year. And so, yeah. So I watched um, Netflix Operation Christmas Drop, which I told you about last week. But I hadn't watched it yet. It was a super cute rom-com. It'll definitely put you into the Christmas spirit. And like I said, it's based on a true story. Um, I also watched A New York Christmas Wedding on Netflix. And I felt like it was a bit strange. And nothing about it really gave me Christmas vibes. The storyline is so interesting that I'm not sure how I feel about it. I told my bestie T, I was like, yo, you need to watch this shit because I need to go back and forth in conversation with someone about it. Like I need to talk about it to see if it was as weird for her as it was for me. It's nothing like any Christmas movie I feel like I've ever seen. But if you've watched it, please report back so we can discuss. Like I need to talk about this movie. Um... Also, I checked out Ravi Patel's Pursuit of Happiness, which is a show he has on HBO Max. I saw a clip about it on something and it made me want to check it out. He said his show was slated to replace Anthony Bourdain's, um, was his show Parts Unknown, um, you know, after he committed suicide and that his only direction was that it needed to include travel. 
but um, it's decent. I'm going to watch some more and then I'll report back again to make sure I still have that same feeling. But the two, is it two? Yeah, the two things that I watched that were so fucking amazing. First, Jingle Jangle. Did you watch? It's on Netflix. Tell me you watch. Yes? No? Waiting? Okay. So kudos to you who have. And for those who haven't, please, please get it together and report back. Okay? Get it together. It is cinematic excellence. It stars Felicia Rashad, Forrest Whitaker, Anika Noni Rose, um, Keegan-Michael Keegan Key, and a whole bunch of other people that we don't know. Here's the thing. It was so good, y'all. Like, start to finish. It was good. Okay. Spoiler alert. I didn't know it was a musical. My husband does not like musicals. <laughs> he does not like musicals. So here's the deal, right? <laughs> we started watching it. <laughs> and the first time they broke out in song, he like is staring a hole into the side of my head. And I was like, I did not know it was a musical. So he and <laughs> our daughter and I watched. It was good though. Despite it, the fact that it was a musical, he did enjoy it. And even though he fell asleep, he did come back later and watch the rest of it um, on his own, which means it was good. So Forrest Whitaker is Geronicus and he was a toy maker. And um, that's pretty uh, pretty much about the, the premise of the show, the movie that you really need to know. I don't want to tell you the storyline. I will tell you it was amazing. The costume department was so bomb that they have these backup singers that are hilariously dope. And there were so many messages in the movie that I adored. Um, they definitely talk about, you know, connections and when you kind of fall out with people. Um, but one of the dopest things was that they celebrated like STEM, like math and science and ugh, like typically a lot of Christmas movies are very savior based kind of storylines, just like the Cinderella's and all of that, like, come rescue me. Like, this wasn't that kind of story at all. It is a Christmas story that we've never seen before. And they did a good job. They did such a good job. The music is bomb. Usher did original music as well as John Legend. And um, I, my husband's an engineer. My son is an engineer in the making. And my daughter is, I think, another future engineer. Like, she definitely has her wits about her in that area. And it's funny because I used to always say, oh, I can't wait to see what she'll decide to be. But um, from what I'm seeing, she's headed down the same path of her dad and her brother as an engineer. And so this was really cool for her to see this little black girl in this movie. And um, she's smart. She's smart as hell. Um, there's a quote from the movie that was really sweet. And the quote is, the square root of impossible is me. Y'all. And I think I was in my feelings a little bit. I think my feelings should be tired because I have been in them more in the last couple of weeks than I have, I feel like, ever in my life. They should be tired. They should be tired. Um, there is a pleasant surprise to the storyline that I didn't see coming. But it was very, very well done. It was done by um, David E. Talbert. And um, there were a lot of faces that I didn't recognize, which I liked. Like I told you about Felicia Forrest, uh, 
Keegan Michael Key and Anika Noni Rose, but I didn't know anyone else in the story. There is a young lady who stole the show for me. Her name is Lisa Davina Phillip. I had her, her character name in the movie is called Miss Johnston. I had never seen her before. She is a breath of fresh air. She is funny as shit. She is so funny. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. Like I said, I hadn't seen her in anything else. I think she's probably probably relatively new to Hollywood, but um, sis is going places, okay? She killed her character. She is going places. I don't know who did the hair, but the hair was so bomb. It celebrated natural hair in so many ways. If I had hair, which I don't, I would definitely recreate some of those looks. Like, it was that good. Um, So, yeah. Do, do check it out. I'm definitely watching it again. It is a movie I will continue to watch. Um, And so, Ricky Martin is in the movie, y'all. I didn't know that. I'm not going to tell you who he is. If you've seen it, then you should know by now. If not, you might be able to pick it out. But it was a pleasant surprise. But the movie, five out of five for sure. All right. So that was one of the two best things I've watched. The other, fucking Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 crossover. What? I have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And they did not disappoint. Both shows came through. All right. We got a lot to talk about. It's probably going to be all over the place. But that's how my thoughts flow. And that's how the show was. So, We'll talk about it. Okay. So they had me in my feelings a little bit. Are you tired of my feelings? Because I'm tired of them. Okay. So in a part of Station 19, actually in both shows, because it was crossover, they celebrate. Okay, wait, let me back up. So the story definitely followed up to the season finale. But it was also a lot of love and support to our first responders our hospital workers, those who have definitely been on the front line in the most aggressive way during this global pandemic. There is a pandemic going on in the show. So there was a lot of love for the first responders at the hospital. um, And it was so sweet. So Ben, who's on Station 19, is married to Miranda, who is on Grey's Anatomy. So after his shifts, he comes to the hospital and he just stands out there. He makes his other firefighter friends come with him and he just claps for the for the medical staff at the hospital, his wife and all her colleagues, because he's so thankful and appreciative for all the work that they're doing. They are working during this pandemic. They are trying to save lives during this pandemic. And it was just really sweet one that they added that into the storyline and the fact that he keeps showing up several times a day to do this. So sweet, so endearing. <laughs> also funny um and then there's a scene in station 19 where the firefighters are driving down the street and all of the neighborhood is out and they've got signs and the kids are cheering and they're just you know so they're just really just going hard celebrating the firefighters and it was just really sweet and endearing to see and I was just like am I getting teary-eyed like what happened (laughs) all right moving on so let's talk about Travis Travis is the, the Asian guy on station 19 and the, the episode didn't focus on him much, but at the end, he's talking to Vic and he's telling her he's been on his app trolling for, um, for a new boo and Travis is gay. And he tells Vic that while he was scrolling his app looking for a partner, he came across 
a picture of his dad. His dad, who has kind of condemned him for being gay, is now trolling for penis too on this day now. And he was floored that his dad showed up on this app. And the comment he had in his bio said, let me be your daddy. It almost sent me on the glory. <laughs> it was so damn funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? You don't want to imagine. But the thought of you scrolling an app, right? You checking, trying to get you a new boo, you back on a scene or whatever. And you see a, parent, a picture of one of your parents, who, by the way, is not single. His dad is very much with his mother. <laughs> a mess. A hot mess. I need more. I need them to continue to play out this story because I need to know where it is headed. Vic. Okay. So she got put out. She done found a new place. Matter of fact, in this episode, she's now going to move in with Travis. He wants her to move in. I think they'll be good for each other. But she's still dealing with Jackson. So on the Grey's Anatomy side, she shows up to Jackson's house in a puffy coat and nothing. Nothing. She was bucket naked. She was so cute, though. Like, she had her face done. She was stout. She was ready. Except for when Jackson opens the door, he's holding his baby in his arms. <laughs> her mission was foiled. But it was really, really cute. And it just seemed outside of the box for her. So it was funny to see her. Um, I feel like a lot of the story was about Andy. So at the end of the last season, Andy discovered that her mother is not dead, even though she was told and raised that she was. <sighs> I'm over this storyline already. This part, like, I'm just over it. I don't know how long it's going to play out. I feel like it probably is going to play out the whole season. So she did have a Zoom memorial for her dad because there's a global pandemic going on in Station 19 too, which was really nice. Now, I was worried with whatever she was going to discover from her mom that it would tarnish her dad's legacy. Um, They kind of painted a picture a little bit like, you know, maybe he had been deceitful or maybe he had harmed her and caused her to go away, but he hadn't. So it was nice that um, Herrera is who we've always known him to be prior to him dying in the fire. Now, Andy did finally have a conversation with her mom. Ugh. I feel both ways. Like, it's fucked up if you just abandon your children. Like, just dip out. And she was just like, whatever. You could tell Andy whatever you want. You could tell her I'm dead. She didn't think that he was really going to tell his daughter that. Well, their daughter that, but he did. But she just wanted to be out. So that part is extremely fucked up. But her reason behind it, I get. Now, you could still have those same feelings and go about them in a different way. But she said um, that when she was pregnant, like people just kept telling her like, oh, you're you're having a baby. All your dreams are going to come to a screeching halt. Like your life as you know it is over. And people do tell us that. They don't tell men that because don't shit change for them. But they definitely tell women that like, oh, um, you know, your child is the most important now and you don't need to focus on climbing a corporate ladder. You need to focus on taking care of your kids, like all of that stuff. And she said that uh, she believed she had postpartum, which at the time was not something that was talked about. And we all know mental health was not something that was discussed. Um, I don't even feel like postpartum is addressed or discussed enough now, better, but not enough. And so she was like, she was going through depression. She had this baby and she didn't feel like she loved this baby. She felt like this baby represented, you know, her career being over. So she too was a firefighter and it was like, well, Andy's dad could go back, you know, and keep killing in his career. And he did. But for her, because she was the woman, she was supposed to give up her dreams because of motherhood and just be with this baby. And that's not what she wanted. So she left to pursue her firefighter dreams. 
So I don't agree with the way she did it, but I certainly understand her feelings and not being supported in those feelings, you know, not having anyone to help her deal with them or taking them seriously. So that part um, I felt was like a good message to kind of put out there, a good conversation starter, but I don't want to listen to the two of them go on forever. So then there's Sullivan, who is played by, um, shit, (laughs) Nicole Parker, Ari, Nicole Ari Parker, Boris Kojo's character is Sullivan. And so um, he's no longer a part of Station 19. He's doing some community service and trying to get himself together and doing his steps. All right, let's go on to Grey's Anatomy because that's the real meat and potatoes. (gasps) Maggie has a guy. She's got a hot doctor guy that she met at the conference at the end of last season. And she is having the sex and she has got her man. And I'm so excited for her. Like I liked her and Jackson together, but this guy allows her to let her hair down. And you can really see there's a personality in there. So, so good. Um, So then there was DeLuca. <sighs> I'm over the DeLuca story too. So DeLuca was like, they felt like he was batshit crazy and all of that at the end of the last season. They was ready to commit him. He had lost his job, like all of this stuff. Well, as it turns out with the season opener, he was not all wrong. That girl was being sex trafficked, like he told them he was. So the girl ended up coming back to the hospital. And when she came back, she only trusted DeLuca, only wanted to talk to him. And she opened up that she had been sex trafficked, just like the way he thought, and that she was afraid at the time in which he said something. Um, So that was helpful. Now, he's still spiraling, but at least that part, I think, helped validate that he is not completely lost and out of touch so that was that um okay so there was one scene in the movie and I said I was gonna look this man's name up and I did not okay not in the movie in the show so can I just say that if Grey's Anatomy was in charge of the real world we might have a better handle on the hospital. Now, the way that they're moving in this episode, um, like it just is so smart to me. It's so freaking smart. Now, I don't know if this is just in theory and not in actual practice that this will work out, but Gray's had a solid handle and hold on how to manage COVID COVID patients, people who don't and everything, right? So when you come to the hospital, you're immediately triaged based on your symptoms. So they show this old white man. He ain't that old. This white man comes to the hospital, right? And there's a series of questions you have to answer. Now, this man has like a red rash on the side of his face. And so the little uh, gay doctor, who I don't know his name, but he is so damn good. It's worthy to know his name. So I'm going to dig for it, but I don't know his name. So... He is the first person that, you know, a potential patient gets comes in contact with. Like I said, he asks a series of questions. So he's asking this man some questions. And based on his responses, it would warrant him continuing on. They have like colored lines on the floor or whatever. And so he was like, you would take the purple line to the ER. So then this white man says, well, I don't want a China doctor. So the obviously gay technician responds and says, great, you can follow the green line back to the parking lot with with your rude self. And I hope and hope you don't go into anaphylactic shock. Y'all, when I tell you I was done, he read that man for filth in the classiest ways. And I was like, one, I like that they address the fact that, you know, 
somebody's president clown was like this is a Chinaman disease and all of that so I do like that they address that and I also like that he gathered that man expeditiously in the classiest of reads told that man to take his rude self back to the parking lot and hope he don't go in anaphylactic shop because clearly nobody is about to help you sir so that man got himself together and so then he told him, well, then you can take the purple line down to the ER. But I was done. I wanted to high five that man so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like the best line of the whole entire episode. All right, moving on. So then there's Jackson and Joe. <laughs> so Joe is still wallowing and my husband left me and all in her feelings. But she decides that she needs to have sex. So she propositions Jackson to just have sex with her. So she could just move on. Like she just needs this sex to happen. So it could be a bridge to her getting her life together. Y'all, it is the funniest, most awkward thing ever. He agrees to it. And she shows up at his house. (laughs) And when she gets there, he had a charcuterie board with cheese and grapes and crackers and shit on the table. And she was like, yeah, because nothing about that makes you want to get naked. (laughs) She clowned the shit out of him. And I would too. Sir, who do you think is coming over? Who wants cheese and grapes? Wine? Sure. Not cheese and grapes? Hell, have me some chicken wings. I'm a different kind of girl. Whatever, right? So she's making fun of him and I'm dying laughing. And then they start kissing. She did have a drink or a shot of something. And they start kissing and she busts out crying. Y'all, she is crying. Like crying and snotting in this man's mouth. <laughs> because they're kissing. It was so weird and so funny. They never, they never made it to the bedroom. Let me just say that. They did not make it. She couldn't get herself together. So clearly she's not over Karev, but girl, get yourself together. So then after that, every time she'd run into Jackson at the hospital, she was embarrassed. Now, the act itself of crying in his man's mouth and snotting and shit, yes, that's some shit to be embarrassed for. But not because, you know, you're still dealing with the loss of your husband who abandoned you and all that other stuff. But that shit was funny. But I do need her to buck up Buttercup. I don't want to watch her wallow for the rest of the season. So then there was Miranda and Richard, who are a sweet, loving mess. I love their relationship. It's crazy as hell, but I love their relationship. They are both so pigheaded that they are perfect for each other. So they still mad at each other during this episode. And um, although Jackson and Maggie are not involved, they both like Catherine and Richard respectively. So they decided that they was going to have a come to Jesus moment with them. And so they did. So Jackson gets a hold of Richard and reads him for filth. Tells him how, you know, he likes him a lot. He likes him as a person. He likes him for his mom. And he was kind of fatherish to him and that he needed to get his shit together and make it right. Consequently, Maggie has a conversation with, um, uh, did I say Miranda and Richard? Cause I didn't mean to, <laughs> I meant Catherine and Richard. So she has a come to Jesus moment with Catherine and is like, pretty much you need to get with my dad. You need to get your shit together. And so it was a really, really sweet, um, kind of way that they found their way back to each other. So then Richard is like, so, um, we need COVID tests. And she was like, oh no, is it okay? Like, you know, we good. And she, and he was like, no, we're all good. I just want to make sure we're negative so we can do all the things that I want to do to you. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are so sweet. <laughs> so sweet, so loving, love them. Um, now Miranda and Richard had to have a come to Jesus moment because he wouldn't follow the directions. And she was like, look, I'm the Asian I see in here and not you. Um, 
the world needs Mirandas at their hospitals. Like they need a Miranda. I told y'all they had this thing on lock. Okay, funny part of the episode. So in the episode, it's some stupid teenagers doing stupid shit during the pandemic that lead to one of them get burnt up in a fire. And the dads end up fighting in the ER, like physically fighting to the point that they both then end up in ER beds from the fight and they knock Miranda down in the process. Here's the funny thing. So one of the dads is volunteer officer Picklestein. Now, if you've ever watched the first movie, How High, then you know exactly who that is. And even though he had a mask on the entire episode, I knew it was him. Knew it. Um, Now, the really cute thing is, spoiler alert, one of those um, young men doesn't make it. So so it's the white guy who was volunteer officer Picklestein, and then there's the Asian guy. Well, the Asian guy's son doesn't make it. And oddly enough, the father that he had gotten into a fight with early in the ER is the very person that physically consoles him when he gets the news. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so sweet. And you guys really brought it back. Um, And it was sweet. Okay, who else? Lincoln and Amelia. They at home with all the kids. I'm so happy for Amelia. She finally has some stability in her life. She is happy and in love and Link loves her to death. They got a whole lot going on with these damn kids. So they have their own. They have, uh, um, shit. Meredith's kids as well. So it's a lot of kids in the house. And Meredith is at Gray's, you know, working constantly. So Link and Amelia are holding down the fort. But it's also Link's birthday. And he forgets it is his birthday. And she forgets it is his birthday. So there's a really cute story playing out of how they celebrate his birthday after his birthday. Um, They've got this new baby. And the new baby needs a name. So they're going through, like, trying to name the baby. They settled out on naming the baby Scout Derek, which was so sweet. Obviously, after Derek Shepard, who is Amelia's brother. Really cute. Speaking of Derek, Derek Shepard makes a cameo at the end of this episode. And I don't know how and why. I'm not here for it. But we're going to see how it plays out. Um, What's another funny scene in the show? Oh, Maggie and Catherine are yelling it out. Because that's the best way to get out your frustrations. They look crazy. It also looks liberating. And it was quite funny to watch. (sighs) Then there's Owen and Teddy. I don't give a fuck. I'm over their shit. I am over their shit over them um and then there's tom who is a part of the triangle that is teddy and owen and he ends up losing his job and Catherine gives the job to her husband richard which is the right thing she should have done because she got him fired before so it was really see there were a lot of sweet moments going on there were a lot of um underlying messages definitely address the fact that everyone's overly stressed here's the funny thing is that in the whole episode though even though everyone's overly stressed, the remedy was sex. For every single every single character's story, like it related back to sex in some way that they needed to have sex to release the stress. So I guess if you are stressed up and backed up, then maybe you need to have the sex too. Um, it was nice to see the women fighting to get their men back and the men trying to fight to get their women back, some more deserving than others. Um, but it was an incredible episode. I was so, it was long as shit, y'all. Station 19 was one hour. Grey's Anatomy was two hours, two hours long. That's a long ass time. But like I said, it was very well done and I was sucked in start to finish. Um, there is a new episode of This Is Us, but I had not watched it. So we'll have to talk about that next week. So that's it for what Mimi is watching. Okay, so I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. What are y'all doing? What are your plans? Do you have plans? You know it's next week, right? 
Now, despite knowing that it's next week, I will go ahead and tell you, I have not done much of anything. I did put that on my to-do list because time is of the essence. I'm running out of time. So my plan is it's just going to be the four of us. We're going to be at home. I already told you on a previous episode, I got my little frozen turkey from the Popeye's. So that's our main meat. I did want to get a ham. I was thinking about honey baked ham and I saw the prices and I was like, shit. So I think I'm going to shoot my shot and get a small ham and just make it myself. I firmly remember my mom using brown sugar and pineapples or pineapple juice or some shit to make ham. And it was always good. So I think I'm just going to try and make it myself. It's just the four of us. So I don't need like some dumb amount of food. Um, Because after a few days, you know, everybody is over it. I will be making sweet potato pies because that's a must. That is a must, 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 must. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, We'll have the basics. I'm not looking to overdo it like I said, though. I actually had a list and I couldn't find my list. (laughs) So I guess I'm going to have to recreate it. Um, But we'll definitely have the vegetables, the meats, the sides, stuffing macaroni and cheese my daughter has requested my mom's mac and cheese so i'm gonna just go ahead and pick that up and make that one less thing that i need to make um what i'm most excited about thanksgiving weekend though is putting up my christmas tree the day after that's something i never ever 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 do but i'm going to do it this year and so i am excited about that um so that is the thanksgiving plan but what are y'all doing i've seen a little bit of everything i've seen people still hell-bent on having big gatherings even though there's a pandemic going on and they've been walking back a lot of restrictions i've seen people talk about getting guests tested for covid in order to attend said dinners um i imagine that we'll sit at the table together like civilized people and have dinner but we're just gonna lounge around lots of tv watching you know there's a million christmas movies on and i plan to watch them all so we'll definitely be doing that i did get a cute little festive tablecloth and some festive plates but that's the extent of it um so i don't have big plans but you know what oddly enough i'm like good with it like i'm a-okay with spending thanksgiving just the four of us we've done it before in the past um and it was fun like i didn't feel like we were missing out on anything um i guess it would be a little harder if you don't have you know like family in the area and it probably would suck a little bit maybe to be in the house by yourself if you don't want to if you find with it and rock out but if you're not i could see that being hard but I am curious to know what you are doing for Thanksgiving. Are you cooking? Are you ordering? I'm not judging. I told you, my my, my bird came from Popeye's. Also, I think it's hella creepy to cook poultry. The first time I made Thanksgiving at home, <laughs> I was oiling up the turkey in the sink. And as I'm holding it up, y'all, I felt like I was holding a newborn baby. It was like putting lotion on a new baby after they got out the bath. It was so weird and freaky. So I will no longer handle a just big whole raw chicken or turkey or even a Cornish hen because weird. Um, I know some of you probably love to cook bomb cooks. And so you ready to throw down in the kitchen and it's just like business as usual for you. But for those of you who cannot cook, do seek out some delicious food because I want you to have nice things. But there are lots of places from Boston Market to Famous Dave's and everybody in between who have catering, which 
means you don't have a whole lot of kitchen cleanup. It means you're not standing it over a stove for hours and all that other stuff. Now, if that's what you like to do, by all means, get it how you live it. But if not, don't feel obligated to do so. Also, you don't have to have traditional Thanksgiving food. Some people like to have seafood. Some people like to have Italian, even if you're not Italian. <laughs> um, but... I would encourage you to spend it the way you want, not the way somebody else wants you to spend it. It is okay if it's not the tradition. You make the traditions that you want happen and just enjoy yourself and eat. Take a nap, wake up, eat again. Watch TV, chit chat to somebody and eat again. That's it, that's all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. If you like it, love it, and you damn sure want my of it, then please rate the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend about a podcast. And then let me know that you did so. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. As you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties. <laughs>